This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, good evening, Christian Family Church. Are you ready for another great time in the presence of God? Amen. All of you watching online, it's great to be with you this evening. Won't you stand with me? Let's uh, open up this time in prayer and hand it over to the Holy Spirit. You want to hear from Him, amen? And you want to receive from the Holy Spirit this evening. While you're doing that, I want to take this opportunity and thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for this great privilege and honor to be able to minister the Word of God to you this evening. So let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we know that without you we can do nothing. This is your church, and we just surrender to you tonight. Holy Spirit, great teacher, come and have your way. I thank you for this evening in advance. I believe lives will be touched and changed. I believe people will walk at you refreshed, but most importantly, I believe they'll be drawn closer to you. So we thank you for this time. I never trust in my own ability, but totally depend upon you. And in advance, we just worship you and thank you for this great evening as we celebrate Pentecost. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, family, you may be seated. We just want to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to have His way, amen. And that's what, what we are doing here this evening. Now, this morning's message of Apostle Theo was just amazing. I trust that you saw it. If you weren't here in person, you watched it online. But what a great message. What a wonderful, simple, but yet powerful message that he brought explaining Pentecost, what it means to us, and how it can change our lives. And so for those perhaps that didn't see it, or those that might not really have studied Pentecost, in simple terms, Pentecost is just seven weeks or 50 days after Passover or Easter, as many people know it. And the word Pentecost is really a Greek word which means 50th. But for us, as spirit-filled believers, we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit that came down upon His church in the upper room. That's what we do. Amen? So I want you just to think back at that time. Can you imagine on that wonderful night or day, whenever it took place, that there were 120 in an upper room? Jesus had gone. He had gone up to be with the Father. They were there, and I suppose many of them were wondering what is going to take place. And Jesus told them to wait there. And so they were waiting up. They were waiting all together in this upper room. 120 people had gathered together just waiting for what's going to happen next. So I want you just to picture that. Can you imagine perhaps being one of those 120 in that room? talking maybe, waiting on the Lord, praying in, in the way that you knew how to pray back then, because remember, they hadn't yet received the infilling of the Holy Ghost to pray in other tongues. And they were spending that time together, and I want to take you back to that upper room experience. And in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, we read this. It says these words. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, seven weeks or 50 days after Passover, they were all together in one accord. I love that. All together with one accord in one place. What does that tell you? That tells you they were unified. They were waiting together with expectancy. They weren't doing their own thing. There wasn't one person trying to do this or the next person trying to do that. And for you that are online, we're missing you already because they were in one place. And we want you to be in one place with us. And so that's what they were doing in one place. 
And verse 2 says, and suddenly. I love it when God speaks about a suddenly. I once heard a, a man of God say that the Lord doesn't move fast, but He moves suddenly. You may get a promise from God. You may be waiting on a word you receive from the Lord, and you're waiting and waiting. But when He moves, He moves suddenly. And it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The whole place. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. God doesn't leave anybody out. God doesn't leave anybody out. He goes on to say in verse 4, And they were all filled. They were all filled. Now, who was in that upper room? Sophia went through it so well this morning. I'm not going to read through all of it. But he tells us who was there. All the disciples were there. There were, excuse me, there were 120 people. There was even Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the upper room. And as Apostle Theo so well explained it, I just want to explain it for those of you that perhaps weren't here, is that we need to understand some people believe that to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost, to pray in other tongues, was just for the apostles, or maybe just for the disciples. But everybody, all 120, and you and I both know, there were not 120 apostles. But there was 120, including Mary, including the brothers of Jesus, and the Bible says, all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So family, that happened for every single one of them. It's for you, it's for me, it's for every person. Every believer is entitled to this. I want to say this to you, that the Holy Spirit is an absolute gentleman. He will never force His way upon you. If you say, no, I don't want it, you won't get it. But if you say, I'm hungry for more of God, I want to experience the presence and the power of God, then He'll work and move in your life. And he's, He came there for every one of them. So why did this happen? Was it just there so they could feel warm and have chicken flesh? Could have goosebumps? Is that what it was all about? No, it was far more than that. You see, Jesus goes on and He tells us in John chapter 14, this is what Jesus said. And Jesus in, chapter, in John chapter 14, verse 26, speaking ahead of this time, spoke to his disciples, and he said, I want to tell you what's going to happen when I go. I want to tell you what God is going to do for you. And in this verse, he speaks about that, and this is what he says. Speaking about the Holy Spirit that's to come, he says, but the Comforter, and I'll read this to you from the Amplified Translation, the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate. What does an advocate do? He fights on your behalf. He defends you. Advocate, strengthener, and stand by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Jesus was explaining what the Holy Spirit would be for you and for me. Whom the Father will send in my name. I love the way the Amplified puts it. In my place to represent me and act on my behalf. Jesus was saying to you, to them, just as I was to you, 
the Holy Spirit is going to be to you. Did Jesus walk with them? Did he lead them? Did he guide them? Did he comfort them? Did he stand by them in their time of need? He did all those things, right? That's what he did. And so he's saying, he's going to take my place. He's going to be me to you. And this is the Holy Spirit that we have today. It's as if Jesus is walking with you every single day. He's your standby. He's there to help you, to counsel you, to comfort you, to strengthen you. And that's what Jesus was telling them. He's going to be there in my place, in my name. It goes on to say, He will teach you all these things. And He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. And for us today, the Holy Spirit is the one who's helping us to understand the Word of God. Right? That's what He's doing. And just as Jesus is the Word and was the Word then, speaking to them, and He said to them then that the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of everything I've told you, the Holy Spirit today does that for us. As we read the Word, He makes it more alive to us. He gives us deeper revelation of the Scriptures. He brings it back to our remembrance. It's as if you have Jesus walking with you personally everywhere you go. Isn't that amazing? And that's what the Holy Spirit is to us. You know, family, after for me, the greatest thing that ever happened in my life, ever happened, was when I got saved. There's no doubt about it. It's the most wonderful and amazing thing that ever happened in my life was giving my heart to Jesus, coming to know Him as my personal Lord and Savior. But the second most wonderful thing, the second most wonderful thing, above everything else other than that, was when I received the Holy Ghost. Received the Holy Ghost. Changed my life completely. Helped me to walk my walk in a completely different way. He became personal to me, and that's who He is. He becomes personal to you and I. If you will just wake up in the morning and spend time with Him, if we just speak to Him as if He's sitting on the edge of your bed, He's there with you each and every day. That's the Holy Spirit. He's right here now for you. He wants to touch the broken heart. He wants to comfort you and help you. He wants to give you direction with whatever you're going through. If you're confused about the times that we're in, you don't have to be because the Holy Spirit is with you to give you uh, the direction you need, to strengthen you and help you. And so this evening, I want to just for a few moments speak to you about some benefits of being able to pray in the heavenly tongue. Because there are amazing benefits for you to be able to do that. You see, family, there are some major benefits to us as Christians, Christians who have accepted the gift from God in the Holy Spirit. We're just going to have a look at four of them. And one of them, or number one, you might say, one of the benefits is speaking from your spirit by the Holy Spirit to God. You see, family, speaking in your home language is speaking from your mind. But speaking in tongues is speaking from your spirit by the Holy Spirit, the mysteries and divine secrets of God. I love that. The mysteries and divine secrets of God. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says. It says this, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. I love that but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. A definition of that, which brings better clarity, can be said this way. Tongues is direct supernatural communication with Almighty God on a closed frequency 
that the devil cannot understand. If you ever want to make the devil mad, just pray as much as you can in your heavenly tongue because he's freaking out. He doesn't know what you're talking to God about. He cannot understand it. When you do that, you're communicating directly to God. You have your own personal hotline to God. And as you're praying in, in your heavenly tongue, it's exactly what it says. You're speaking mysteries. You're praying in your destiny. You're praying in exactly what God has for you. The second benefit or another benefit when we pray in our heavenly tongue is that it edifies and builds us up. It recharges our spiritual man with God's supernatural power and ability. In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, the A portion of the verse says this, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. You know, family, if you've come home from a hard day, perhaps you've just had a challenging day at work or at school or at college, you feel there's a weight on your shoulder. If you can just go and spend a few moments aside in your room or in a quiet place and just pray in your heavenly tongue and just pray and pray in your heavenly tongue, you'll find that those troubles just seem to disappear. An Old Testament example might be when David was called to come and worship God in the, when Saul was feeling oppressed by demonic oppression. And as David did that, the Bible tells us that that oppression left. It's like that experience and you spend time in the presence of God, it just deals with those issues. It edifies you, it recharges you. It's like recharging your cell phone when it's going flat. That's what you do to your spirit man when you pray in your heavenly tongue. A third benefit is this, is that when we speak in tongues, it gives God adequate thanks, a praise, and worship. You see, family, we may run out of words to express what we feel in our hearts. But when we speak in our tongue, it gives God adequate thanks, praise, and worship. In Acts 10.46, it says, For they heard them speaking with tongues and magnifying God. So tongues magnify God. In 1 Corinthians 14, 17, just the A portion of the verse from the Rutherham translation. And if you read this entire portion of scripture, it's speaking about praying in tongues and what that does. And yeah, in 1 Corinthians it says, for when you're doing this, when you're praying in tongues and uh, thanking God in tongues, it says this, for thou indeed excellently art giving thanks. Isn't that amazing? We can run out of words. I mean, you can tell God how much you are grateful and how much you appreciate Him and how much you love Him. You can tell Him that. But at some point, you have no more words to express your gratitude. At some point, you just got nothing more to say in your earthly language. But when you do that in your heavenly tongue, you never run out of words. The Bible says you give thanks excellently. I just love that, you know. In my quiet time with the Lord, when I get up every morning and I spend time with Him, most of my quiet time, by far the biggest slice, is just doing that. Because I can tell God how much I love Him, and I'm grateful for the fact, Father, You've put a roof over my head. You've taken care of me. You've fed me. You've kept me healthy. But at some point, I'm going to run out of words. But I just spend most of my time just thanking God in my heavenly tongue because I know I'm going to do it excellently. And that's what I do. I just keep on praying in my heavenly tongue, showing Him how grateful I am. 
the fourth and final point for this evening of, of the benefits is this, is that the Holy Spirit, and we all need this, the Holy Spirit prays the perfect prayer through us according to the will of God, the perfect prayer. Because our limited knowledge about most situations and lack of wisdom of how to deal with situations and how to pray for them, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit and trust Him, family, to pray the perfect prayer according to the will of God. In Romans 8, 26 and 27, it says that. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Listen to this. For we do not know. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. You might say, but that's not true, Pastor. I do know what I'm praying for. If I'm praying for my son's school exams, or I'm praying for my, my spouse's job, or I'm praying for a friend of mine who's perhaps in hospital, I do know what I'm praying for. No, you may know the topic, but you don't know how that situation has got to be sorted out. You don't know where they'll be employed, which company will employ them, how they're going to solve that situation, how to unscramble those scrambled eggs. You don't know how to do it. So you might know the topic, but you don't know exactly how it's going to come about. But when you pray in the heavenly tongue, the Bible says that you'll pray for God's perfect will. It says this, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now He who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit, uh, sorry, knows yeah, the, the mind of the Spirit because He the Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, you will agree with me this evening that if you're ever going to pray God's will, it's always going to be right. Amen? You're always going to be right. There's two things as a believer you can never mess up. You can never mess them up. One is praying in the Spirit, and the second one is tithing. Simple as that. Tithing's 10%. You can't mess it up. Okay? If you just honor the Lord with 10%, that's it. And, and praying in the Holy Ghost is the other thing. If you're praying in your heavenly tongue, you're always going to be praying the perfect will of God. And that's why I love to just surrender to the Holy Spirit when I'm praying for friends, family, when I'm praying for you as the church members. Because I know every time it's going to be a home run. Never going to get it wrong. Because yeah, the Word of God has promised us when we do that, we go praying God's perfect will. And so family, tonight we want to hand over to the Holy Spirit. And so I firstly want to speak to all of you here this evening, those watching online, those in the other venues. If you've never prayed in your heavenly tongue, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, tonight is your night. And I want to invite you up to come forward. I want to invite all the pastors to come up. If you're a pastor in this church, please come up to the front. And those in those venues, come up right now if you're a pastor. And anybody here this evening that wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of praying in your heavenly language, in tongues, come forward right now. We want to pray for you. And in the other venues, you can do that as well. We want to invite you forward. We want to pray for you this evening so you can experience these four benefits, that you can know that when you're praying, you're praying to God, that you can know that you'll be edified as you pray in your heavenly tongue that you'll be giving God adequate thanks, praise, and worship, and you will always be praying the perfect will of God. If that's what you want, come forward now, and our pastors will pray for you. You can just come forward to them. In other venues, you can do that as well. You can come forward. 
And pastors, you can go ahead. As soon as people come forward that want to receive praying in the heavenly tongue, you can pray for them straight away and you can go ahead. For the rest of us, as they are doing that, we're going to start off this evening and we're going to be praying firstly for the members of Christian Family Church all around the world, every Christian family church. So we're going to be now using one of the benefits and praying in our heavenly tongue, God's perfect will for them. We're going to be doing that in a moment. You see, family, we are blessed here in South Africa. We can worship God freely, but there are certain countries where they don't have that same privilege. And we have churches in those nations where they are facing massive trials and challenges. And it's time for us to pray for every single member of Christian Family Church around the world. We're going to do that. And then in a moment, I'm going to come back and we're going to have another prayer point. And then after that, we're going to hand over to the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to have His way. Is that okay? So stand with me. Let's pray together. I'm going to lead you in prayer. I'm going to hand over to the band. They're going to lead us. And we're going to pray in our heavenly tongue. And we're going to lift up every member of Christian Family Church all over the globe, including ourselves. Is that okay? Amen. Let's do that this evening. And then the band's going to play as we, as we pray for members of the church. And then I'll come back for the next prayer point. Let's pray this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this amazing gift that you've given us. And as we celebrate Pentecost, and we just thank you that you were willing to come down and fill us with your Holy Spirit, we now step in and use this wonderful gift that you've given us. And we pray for every member of Christian Family Church around the globe. Father, we ask that you would lead them, guide them, protect them, help them to draw closer and closer to you. I pray, Lord God, in countries where your word is, is perhaps suppressed, that you will strengthen the body there. Help them to be strong there, Lord God, to stand firm there. I pray for the leaders of those churches. Father, give them direction. Anoint them. Thank you that there's health in their members and health in the leaders. We lift them up right now as we pray in our heavenly tongue. Come on, family. Let's press in and pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for blessing all the CFC churches around the world. Thank you for taking care of them. You will build your church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against them. Thank you for that. Father, right now we pray for our nation, South Africa. We pray for the leaders of this country. Father, we believe that South Africa is a God-fearing nation. We believe there's no crime or corruption in our land. We see our leaders serving you, worshiping you. We see them in churches with their hands raised. We see them having an experience with you. I just thank you, Father, that South Africa belongs to you. As we pray for our nation now, family, come on, let's intercede. Let's pray hard. Let's pray fervently. If you want to see a change, the church is responsible. The church is responsible for the condition of this country. Let's pray for them. Come on, family. We lift up our leaders. We pray for our president. We pray for those in authority. We thank you, Father. This is a blessed nation. Our economy is strong, Father. We thank you that you're leading them and guiding them. Come on, family. Pray, pray, pray. pray. Oh, my God. 
God loves you. God loves you. Amen. He doesn't want to bring you any harm. He never brings you any harm. He's the way maker. He's a God of love and mercy. Let us be a children that worship Him and praise Him and experience the presence of God each and every day. I believe tonight that lives have been changed. Healing has come. Relationships have been restored. As you've spent this time in the presence of God, I believe this week's going to be a great week. You're going to see things that you perhaps have been struggling with and just been taken care of. Amen. Let's be a worshiping people. At this time, I'd like to ask just every head bowed and every eye closed. Friend, if you're here this evening, or watching online or in the other venues, and you say, I don't know Jesus. I don't know him as my personal Lord and Savior. Well, friend, tonight's your night. I want to pray a prayer for you that you can know for sure that you are in right standing with God. See, the Bible says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. In other words, you'll be in right standing with God. And so I want to pray that prayer for you. I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not asking anybody to come out to me. I'm not coming down to you. Just stay wherever you are. But in a moment, when I count to three, all I want you to do while heads are bowed and eyes are closed is just to raise your hand. Say, I want prayer. I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Or I want to come back to Him. I've drifted away. My relationship with Him is not where it used to be. Friend, if you'll allow me to include you in that prayer this evening, whether you're here with us or online, just raise your hand in a moment and I'll pray with you and include you in that prayer. Or thirdly, you want to know for sure that heaven is your home. You want to know that when that day comes, when you breathe your last, that you'll be going to heaven. Well, friend, let me pray for you this evening as well. <clears throat> so at the count of three, you want to come to Jesus for the first time, come back to him, or know for sure that heaven is your home. Won't you raise your hand now? One, two, three. Just raise it above your head. Just wave it at me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful. Good decision. Well done. Praise God. Several hands going up. Other venues, you raise your hand there online. You just raise your hand where you are watching us. Now, friends, I want to pray this prayer with you. But I'm going to ask everybody here this evening to join in and pray together. But especially those of you that raised your hand. Let's say this together. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight just as I am. I choose to believe that Jesus is my Lord. I confess it with my mouth. And I say, He was raised from the dead. Tonight, I forgive every person who has hurt me or offended me. And I thank you, Lord, that I am now part of your loving family. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. Congratulations. What an amazing decision you've made. I said it this morning. I'll say it to you tonight as well. What a wonderful day to come to know Jesus on the day we celebrate Pentecost. Isn't that amazing? But well, we are so proud of you. Well done for you online, for those that prayed that prayer in other venues as well. We want to give you some next steps. And before I um, release you over to your venue host, I just want to say to you, hasn't this been an awesome time? Do this every day. Just spend time in the presence of God. Now, for those that got saved in other venues, I'm going to hand you over to your venue host, and you can take it from here. For those in this venue and those online, uh, we just want to say, well done, and welcome to the family of God. If you've made that decision tonight, we would like to ask you to SMS the word SAVE to 4991 so that we can just reach out to you. You can also go to our website. There's a big yellow button on there. If you will click that yellow button, that will give you some next steps. But for those of you that are in person, won't you stand right now, go with the person that prayed with you, and follow, is it Earl? I can't see, is that right? Follow Earl over there. We just want to spend a moment with you at our connection. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.